Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You. This is a show that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, it is my privilege to welcome a very, very successful professional and entrepreneur, Satyam Dharmora. Satyam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Satyam. Thank you. Satyam is from IIT Delhi and IIM Bangalore. He has worked with American Express and the Michael and Susan Dell Foundation. And he's now the CEO and founder of I2I, which is information to everyone. That is free internet to over 3 million people across 10,000 locations. Satyam is also a member of the National Skill Development Corporation. So Satyam, tell me a little bit about your early work. Sure, Ashidosh. My first job was with American Express, uh, Ashidosh, and that was a big change in my life because I come from a very remote area near Himalayas, not even a road going up to our village. So we have never even thought of life which was beyond uh, even seeing a ceiling fan or a bicycle. Right? Uh, and fortunately, my first job was in Japan, in Tokyo, which was another extreme of when it, it comes to development. And so I started from there at American Express, worked in different countries before realizing that I wanted to come back to India and do something which can impact lives of people around us. Mm-hmm. It was a very fruitful journey at American Express where I was able to contribute in, in professional capacities, learned a lot. Uh, and in early your career, being part of a large structured organization which is known for its culture, American Express is class apart when it comes to you know, the kind of culture it cultivates. Uh, amazing journey. Yeah, so that was the first part. And then when I decided that I wanted to be in India and do something more meaningful, MSDF, uh, which is the Michael and Susan Dell Foundation, came as an opportunity. Um, on the same time, I also read that you need to spend 10,000 hours before you start to learn something in real ways, right? So this, that apprenticeship of 10,000 hours was thing on the mind. They say that it is equivalent to seven years. Mm-hmm. So I worked at MSDF almost like an intern for seven years and seven days. Wow. Exactly. Right. And, and and I was fortunate to work in areas of education, skill training and financial services, uh, which was the portfolio I was managing there. Wonderful. And that is when uh, you decided to set up I2E1. Yeah. So tell me about I2E1. Sure. So, so there was a very strong belief because of one's personal as well as professional learnings in life that uh, everybody wants to be successful. To be successful, we need to see big dreams and then make them come true. But the problem is a very large section of our society is not even able to see dreams because they don't even know about what exists. And that information acts as a as a big hurdle. Mm. So I can't see big dreams because I don't know about it. I mean I am a great example. But didn't even had not even heard of something called IIT. Mm. Uh, family was confused between ITI and engineering when we first heard of it. Mm. So how do you dream that big? If you do not have right information. And once you start to dream, you also need to then have tools to make those dreams come true. Mm. Again, those tools come through information. So the way world has changed, there was a very, very strong belief that information is super powerful. It can help people to see their dreams and realize their dreams. And that is the genesis of Y2 Even. It did not start as a product first company. It started as a vision that using information as a tool will create products that will impact lives of 500 million people by 2022. And that is what excites us, aspires us on a day-to-day basis. As just saying, Ashwaz, then coming on to, therefore coming from that dream, our own dream was how do we 
make information easily available for people so in 2015 when we started we started to believe that internet is like like a new common good it's like water and air yeah it is not enough if we say there is water available throughout the country thoda bahut pani to sab jagah milta hai no that's not enough for you to have a healthy productive life you need to have clean water you need to have enough water and it has to be something which is a fundamental right of everyone right from day one we have strongly believed that internet is the new common good it has to be available to everyone in enough quantities in good ways so that they can make the best use of it that's where the journey started okay so when you say you know internet has to be available or i2e1 does it i have not understood how are you, what are you doing as compared to all the the the, the telecom companies Let's look at some numbers, Ashutosh. Right, India, for example, an average Indian spends less than one hour of, on internet. Mm. Whereas, uh, if you compare it with China, average spend per day is around five hours. Mm. If you look at internet penetration in India, we still at less than fifty percent. So, in a country of one point three billion, still millions of people cannot afford it. Mm. Yes, Jio has completely changed the market. Before Jio, one GB of internet was for two hundred rupees. Right, and one GB of internet is the amount of internet which you and I are going to consume in in these thirty minutes of video call. Absolutely, that means I can't do anything else. Yeah, if I have only that much internet. Now that has changed a lot, but still, for us to make productive use of this internet, you an average person requires around ten GB of internet on a daily basis mm-hmm. if they have to utilize it. The irony is then, as we go into lower income areas, you know, there is a single phone which is used amongst five family members. Mm-hmm. The cheapest plan comes for around two hundred rupees with limited internet. Right, that's not enough, right? Because that is, if everybody in the family needs to have one GB of internet every day, you have to spend around ten percent of your monthly income, and this is for an average Indian family. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about like very very poor. Yeah, yes, there is a world which you and I are used to where internet seems pretty cheap, mm-hmm. but then there are a lot of people who do not get it. What we believe is there are there's possibility of creating business model where it is available for free. Now, if Gmail can be free, if Zoom can be free, if something else can be free, why can internet not be free? Right. Now, that's the fundamental problem we are trying to solve. For us, telcos are our partners because they have all the infrastructure. They make it available that internet can be taken to a particular place. Okay. We're creating a business model on top of it to make it free for someone who wants to use it. That's the difference. I see. And then, even though the prices of internet are dropping significantly. There is still a cost. There is still a cost, and it costs a lot. How do you recover your cost? Sure. So we have, we have a very simple, interesting model. We say, "Ek sawal internet ka." Mm-hmm. We provide it free internet in very low income areas where houses would be at around like eight. You can say maybe around twenty to thirty square feet kind of small houses. Sure. We identify a small shopkeeper in that slum area. Mm-hmm. Uh, using our technology, we have. Created a plug-and-play device which costs us very, very low, and that's the proprietary technology that we've created, which can easily share that internet in a very large amount of area using Wi-Fi. When people come onto Wi-Fi, they're asked of one very simple question, which is about their preference. The question can be as simple as, "Do you like Salman Khan more or Shah Rukh Khan more? BJP more or Aam Aadmi Party more? Or for that matter, it can be about Parleji versus Hollicks." Now. While at the front end model looks fairly simple, I suppose what we are doing is we are creating a state of the art real time market research platform, which is unprecedented. 
because I have all the user information. Right. I know the location. Our devices are profiling them over time. Mm -hmm. On a daily basis, we have around 30 to 35,000 real-time responses that we can get within five minutes mm -hmm. from the time somebody wants to understand. Now you extrapolate it over an entire city or an entire country. You can you actually have almost like Google Analytics for offline world, which almost doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. so that's the uh, primarily business model. I see. Tech which manages the front end in a very low cost, scalable way, and analytics at the back end, which is which is top class and gives us real insights. Amazing, quite amazing. So you know, you're doing some amazing work taking internet and empowering people. And uh, it has generally been said that connectivity leads to empowerment. You know, empowerment in terms of information, empowerment in, in being able to express my views, to speak my mind, etc., etc. You have gone into some of the most internet-challenged areas of our country. Yeah. How have you seen changes happen? Information. I mean, it's just transformational. Right? Prior to you, we knowing that something exists. You know, we can only dream of a particular level. The day you know something like this also exists, your your life completely changes. Yeah. Um, we know of this small girl Jyoti, uh, which is which is where our first hotspot was set up. That time she was in grade six. Mm -hmm. right? And now when you meet her, she tells us about the latest app. And once she tells me about that education app, three months later in economic times, you will see that this app has got now got funding because it's really amazing. Amazing. Right? Wow. Now. The entire information flow now seems to be completely different. A child who is living in a slum area probably got admission into a high-end school because of right to education, but there is no support system at home. Mm. Now comes and is addicted to all kind of educational apps like anything, is completely knows about what to do. And you know, in the last conversation talking about doing a journalism course from New York. Mm. I just look at the aspirations which have come, and I'm sure they'll they'll also get fulfilled. Right? Uh, this is this is one Jyoti. Uh, there are millions of such sure. stories, and uh, you know they keep inspiring us every day. I'm sure, quite amazing. So let's move on. You know, when I was reading about you, I said that you know I, I saw that you have partnered with Facebook to solve the connectivity problem in India. If it's not confidential, what is the scope of this partnership, and how do you define connectivity? Sure. So, see, we are trying to take internet which is high speed and is enough for productive usage to people who are otherwise not able to afford it okay. or areas which are not being served by larger internet service providers. Mm. And there are various technical reasons for which people are not able to do it. Uh, this partnership is, is about how do we use our technology uh, in, in support with Facebook and reach out to thousands of such locations. We are one of the largest partners of Facebook. The idea is giving connectivity, giving internet to those people who are otherwise not able to use it and also helping them to better understand how to use internet. Now that's a very interesting part. Even today in India, there are only 100 million people who transact online. Okay. Though we have got 500 million internet users. The reason is, and which probably, uh, you know, if you compare it with China, is very interesting. China had a disadvantage because of English. Mm. But then that disadvantage over a long run, in a way, turned in a very different way because there were a lot of internet companies which are China-based and developed things which were vernacular. Right. India, on the other hand, 
we adopted everything in english therefore most of our internet companies actually started as a replica of something which existed in us right so we have like uh, and, and that's why and ek jo aam hindustani hai he doesn't understand that app language right he doesn't need, i mean it's not only about translating it in hindi it is about making it for his context correct and therefore majority of the apps are struggling after 100 million the user doesn't have enough faith transact uh, he doesn't understand what is this cart suddenly he has never seen a cart in his life but in amazon he used to add things to his cart uh, whereas if you look at china there are a lot of big internet companies who came who were primarily developed in chinese mm-hmm. other uh, content companies which were created now when companies are trying to do it in india they need to understand this market really right? so we are also helping lot of these companies to understand the real bharat market and open up opportunities for them mm-hmm. by connecting with these people mm-hmm. so there are two parts to connectivity one is internet connectivity and that is the second is the product connectivity that we try to bring in mm-hmm. to this market very interesting very interesting so what you are really saying is that not knowing english actually turned out to be an advantage for china if you look at the way internet companies have grown there and the penetration of internet which is uh, i'm about now usage right like i said an average chinese is spending 5 hours and average indian is spending 1 hour mm-hmm. uh, and that also most of the time either tiktok or youtube because video is the only channel that they're familiar with they've been watching these for decades now right. so now what we need on internet but are they really using it are they doing it for education are they doing it for the convenience are they doing it for productivity numbers are really going at your today right very interesting so my next question to you is that you know you're working in areas where are which are really almost entirely controlled or governed by politicians and bureaucrats yeah what's it like to work with the new age bureaucrats that we are beginning to see under this government so interestingly uh, And, and this is probably from my experience working at MSDF, where I work with government pretty closely, and have been on some of the government committees like NSDC. Uh, my perception has changed over time. There are some bureaucrats who are amazing set of people, really want to make a change, and uh, and very strong intellectuals. I mean, the way they look at the problems and the way uh, the, the thought process that they are able to bring in is just amazing. Hmm. Challenge, though, at times seems to be. They are not natural risk takers, mm. and therefore the decision making or the execution of that takes longer time. And that's not even the structure of it at all. Politicians are natural risk takers; mm. they want things to be done as of yesterday, mm. and bureaucrats want things to be done as of tomorrow. Okay. That makes things really difficult at times to to get executed. However, good track seems to be uh, that there are. Bureaucrats were applying themselves, taking more long-term shots mm. rather than taking out shorter-term changes, and that's that's a great thing. Mm. Uh, and so, a uh, lot of new-age politicians across all party lines, right? Where uh, we are shifting from the traditional agendas of caste and gender and uh, religion to more about this development has to happen. Uh, the only challenge seems to be one one wheel wants to run really fast, and the other one just is taking its own time. Right. Very interesting. So I've got one more question for you on uh, you know I two E one, and then I'll move to the next segment. You know, yeah. uh, Satyam, we are all talking of millennials and Gen Z and so on and so forth, and how they are making a change in the world. 
and when we think of rural india there are millennials and gen zs there as well yeah you gave me the example of jyoti uh, and how she uh, has almost changed her life because of the internet how is the general young group of indians millennials and gen zs reacting to so much more bandwidth being made available to them are they just staying with entertainment or are they doing it for are using it for other things it's not a great statistics i think uh, it's a statistic that should worry us uh, around 77 to 78% of usage that we have seen on the network primarily happens for entertainment okay. now it doesn't mean that entertainment is not important i am a strong proponent that irrespective of which demographic you come from you have a right to have entertainment also in life mm-hmm. and and that is primarily which is primarily video based another 17 to 18% is happening on social apps right and it's only 5% which is actually going towards the real productive usage that internet can bring uh, either surfing or or running things uh, those who are understanding it and their case studies you know of someone who uh, who prepared his entire ias exam sitting at kerala railway station and finally got through it but those are rare and few the challenge is like i said there are probably not as many relevant products for for the segment and therefore the segment would start to go towards the same old videos and and watch it the second problem also is of you know when change happens too fast we also have to understand that we are very very interesting strange society and i'll give you a very interesting example yeah uh, one of our partner organization was really struggling because the elderly males in society were not letting girls use their app i see one of the biggest apps in the world which almost everybody uses mm. whereas they are perfectly okay using uh, you know their daughters using all other kind of messenger apps right? mm. the, the the fear that they have was ki agar ye app use karegi to ladki bigad jayegi iska chakkar chalega aur ye bhag jayegi this is what they believe in right right or wrong that's a different thing correct as we got deeper into that and, and while the same girl is using a messenger app she is in touch with friends and everyone else but a huge difference right and and the nuance was so beautiful the first app which people are saying that you are you will not use you know what happens is moment you create an account the first thing it ask you is add friends mm-hmm. and that's that's what any social app does add friends mm-hmm. friends in hindi in that circuit is considered more like a boyfriend so the email say oh this app is telling ki ladkon se dosti karo तो आप नहीं करोगे वेरस अनदर ऐप व्हिच इज जस्ट आस्किंग यू टू बी इन टच विद कांटेक्ट्स और पोस्ट योर फोटोग्राफ्स दैट पीपल आर लाइकिंग एंड यू स्टिल इन कन्वर्सेशन इज नॉट यूजिंग दैट वर्ड ऐड फ्रेंड्स इन द जर्नी एंड दैट मेक्स ऑल द डिफरेंस सो देयर मेनी अदर सच एग्जांपल एज टू बट यू नो वी हैव टू लुक एट द कल्चरल आइडेंटिटी ऑफ इंडिया क्रिएट प्रोडक्ट्स दैट आर मोर रिलेटेड अदरवाइज थिंग्स आर गोइंग वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग सो सतेम आई टाइम फॉर अ फ्यू क्वेश्चंस फॉर यू पर्सनली नाउ Sure. Uh, my first question is that you know, transition from the corporate world into you know, doing something which is in the social sector, if I can use that term. Where do you draw your inspiration from? Life has been fortunate, Ashish. If I look at you know the journey I was able to traverse, my inspiration comes from people around those who. those who had big dreams those who achieved those dreams in spite of all the hurdles mm. so you know from all underdog stories 
you know, where a person came from areas where situations were not favorable, but still made it. Uh, gives a lot of inspiration. The beauty is, uh, it is in every second or third person. So you meet someone, in fact, you know, I was, I was looking at your journey of the entire Guardian Pharmacy and lots of work house. Every such interaction becomes an inspiration. Right? And there's so much of inspiration that you feel like, oh, I'm such a small drop in the ocean. What else can we do? So yeah. thanks to a lot of successful people like you and many others. Yes. I think that's very nice. Thank you. So my next question to you is that if you, Satyam, were a role model, to millions of children who closely followed you and your life choices, what is the one thing you would change in yourself? I'm sure there are a lot of things that need to be changed. Mm -hmm. I, I wish uh, I was slightly more disciplined one when it comes to managing personal and professional life as well as, yeah, I love to dream. You know, I want to change the world. I want to change back millions of lives. Right? Mm -hmm. But then it also has to be grounded in the reality of execution. Correct. Maybe I can do a better balance of the two things. Yes, well said, well said. The next question is that what does success mean to you? Impacting lives of people around you. Mm -hmm. If if that one can do that in life, uh, in lifetime, mm -hmm. the more people that you can impact and help transform their lives, the bigger is your success. Okay. My next question to you is that, you know, if you could gain one ability or quality you admire in someone else, what would you choose? Endurance, perseverance, mm -hmm. not giving up. Uh, I, though I'm in, I, I love the flash of Usain Bolt, but I just admire marathon runners. Yeah, it's life is a long run. Mm -hmm. Anyone who plans it well and wins it well is an inspiration. Wonderful. So, time for two more questions now for you. Sure. Next question is that: What is the most outrageous thing you have done ever? I think when uh, during student life, I've been more of an activist, mm -hmm. and that activist thing have have done things which which are not considered legal ways of protest. Okay, I would stop at that. Yes, there have been part of certain movements that have been part of mm -hmm. where you know just because you are young, you are like in that student life, and you know say bus ko torna hai, jalana hai, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. I would say exactly what I did, but yes, being part of that thing today looks outrageous. Okay. And my last question to you, and this relates to our life because of the pandemic. How are you rethinking your life and your work in the new world order? So specifically for the work that uh, we like to do, which is, you know, we want to enable digital dreams for the next 500 million people. Correct. Post-COVID, in the new era, this has become even more of a need. Hmm. Classes have shifted online. What really pains me is that all those kids who are going to, uh, who are in that 25% bucket of a really good school, mm -hmm. schools are running online classes. For you to attend an online classes, you need 6 to 8 GB of internet every day. Right. right. Getting that 6 to 8 GB of internet means another 1500 rupees of expenses. Plus you need to have a device. Right? Now, this means that there is even a bigger responsibility for companies like us to come up with innovative solutions so that the post-COVID reality does not hit a larger section of society. Hmm. Right? We make sure that we are able to, and, and so we, we are now working on a new product where uh, we're working with small merchants that help them to get a digital identity hmm. so that five years from now, it should not be the case where they say, Alexa, if you don't know, you don't exist. Hi nahi kar. So 
everybody would be asking alex sir mm. so and the phrase that we have is mere paas sab kuch hai dukaan hai saman hai lekin alexa mujhe nahi jaanti we don't know the fortunate situation to happen Amazing. That's such a nice line. Fantastic. So, Satyam, thank you very much. It has been such a pleasure speaking to you, and I wish I do E1 E1 lots and lots and lots of success. And God bless you with all the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. It was great talking to you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Video Cast and Podcast. platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you